Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Genesis. Tonight is study number 20 of Genesis chapter 2. And we're continuing to look at Genesis 2, beginning in verse 21. And Jehovah God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib, which Jehovah God had taken from man, made he a woman. And brought her unto the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, because she was taken out of man. I'll stop reading there. In our last study, we were looking at verse 21. Now we've already seen that God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept. And We've seen that the Bible relates sleep with death. God caused Adam to experience death. And, and again, that, that's the deeper spiritual meaning as Adam is a figure of Christ, the one that, that was to come. And, um, this can only be describing God's wrath falling upon Jesus the Son, or Jesus the Word, Jesus eternal God, from the foundation of the world, when he would die, bearing the sins of his people, and dying for those sins, and then rise from the dead, uh, justified in the resurrection, to be declared the Son of God. And, and so here God is illustrating, he already at the very beginning of the creation is showing the gospel. God is painting a picture that is revealing what took place before the creation of the world, before Adam was formed, and and before, of course, since it hasn't even happened yet, man has sinned, yet God already uh, the works have been finished. His glorious plan of salvation had its foundation laid. And, and, and so God now is, uh, right from the start showing the gospel. And we see that with the deep sleep falling upon Adam that pictures death, but also we would expect to see it in the rest of the statement too which says, and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And we know that God will use the rib to make the woman, and the woman will become Adam's wife. And and carrying that spiritual picture even further, we know the woman that is formed from Adam's side, from his rib, is a picture of 
all those that God will save, the whole company of the elect that become the bride of Christ. How did you and did I or did any child of God become saved and become part of that spiritual bride of the Lord Jesus? Through the death of Christ, through his atoning work in making payment that the law demanded. And the law demands death. The wages of sin is death. And so there, there is a, a very sharp parallel, a very um, definite parallel picture between this historical record of the formation of the woman by first causing the deep sleep to come upon Adam and the formation of the spiritual bride of Christ by Christ Jesus experiencing spiritual death. Okay, let, let's look at this second part. He took one of the ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And last time we mentioned that the word instead was correct. The King James translators use the correct word in uh, translating this Hebrew word, uh, which is 8478, as instead. Now, the interlinear Bible, as I mentioned before, Jake Green's interlinear, translates it underneath. And and it, there is some reason that they did that, but they lose the spiritual picture and and that's why we know that the King James translators translated correctly because the word instead provides the correct wording for the spiritual picture that God has established in this verse. Now, this, this word instead is used, I'll just go to a couple of places. Let, let's go to Numbers 3 verse 12. It says, And I, behold, I have taken the Levites from among the children of Israel instead of all the firstborn that openeth the matrix among the children of Israel. Therefore, the Levites shall be mine. God is choosing the Levites, the tribe of Levi, and he will take them instead of all the firstborn of Israel to serve him. They, they will be his servants in the sanctuary and in, in the temple uh, later on. In, in verse 45 of this same chapter, in Numbers 3, it says, again, take the Levites instead of all the firstborn among the children of Israel. In Numbers chapter 8 and verse 16, it says, for they are wholly given unto me from among the children of Israel, instead of such as open every womb, even instead of the firstborn of all the children of Israel, have I taken them unto me. And uh, I'll, I'll just use one other example so we can see how it's used in a place outside of Numbers. In Esther chapter 2, it says in... Verse 14, in the evening she went, and on the morrow she returned into the second house of the women to the custody of Shaazgaz, the king's chamberlain, which kept the concubines, 
she came in unto the king no more, except the king delighted in her, and that she were called by name. Now, uh, a little, little further down, that was speaking of Esther, and it says in verse 17, And the king loved Esther above all the women, and she obtained grace and favor in his sight more than all the virgins, so that he set the royal crown upon her head and made her queen instead of Vashti. And, and again, Vashti was queen and uh, she refused to come at the king Ahasuerus's command. So he put her away and he made Esther queen instead of, instead of Vashti and God chose the Levites instead of the firstborn. That's exactly the way that this word is used in Genesis 2, here in verse 21, when God took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead of, really is is what it should say, instead of. But the translators said instead thereof and and even though they maintain um, accuracy to the original word, they certainly realize it, it doesn't seem to make much sense. It is awkward at best in the English language. And, of course, modern translations have have made correction to smooth it out, to make it sound better. Uh, to make it more reasonable to the, the hearer's ears of the English language. And in so doing, they lost the spiritual meaning. He took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. Okay, so we have the word instead. And, and let's just for now um, recognize that it's correct. It's correct. And it has to do... We can see from the other places we went to, the Levites instead of the firstborn and, and Esther instead of Vashti. It has to do with making a substitution or, or a replacement altogether. And, and that is how it's being used here. Well, let's go to another word that we don't understand as well. And that's this word that's translated closed up. Closed up is Strong's number 5462. And I think I mentioned in our last Bible study that it's the same word translated shut in from Genesis 7 verse 16. It says at the end of that verse, and Jehovah shut him in. Speaking of the door of the ark, once Noah and his family entered, God shut them in, closed them up. It carries that kind of idea that that something has been sealed up or shut up. But it, it also has another aspect to it. In 1 Samuel chapter 23 and verse 7 says, And it was told Saul that David was come to Kilah. And Saul said, God hath delivered him into mine hand, for he is shut in by entering into a town that hath gates and bars. 
the the word shut in is a translation of that word, same word, closed up in our verse. And in this verse, in 1 Samuel, the historical situation is that David has entered into this town called Kila, and it has not left him a way of escape. And Saul, who has been pursuing David to kill him, realizes this and says he is shut in. Now, there's a, many other verses where this is used, and and I would suggest to um, to all to check out each place, and you can see how God uses this word. But this word is also used in the sense of delivering, delivering up. Um, it, it's used that way in this same chapter of 1 Samuel 23. In verse 9, it says, And David knew that Saul secretly practiced mischief against him. And he said to Abiathar the priest, Bring hither the ephod. Then said David, O Jehovah God of Israel, thy servant has certainly heard that Saul seeketh to come to Kilah to destroy the city for my sake. Will the men of Kilah deliver me up into his hand? Deliver up is the same word that's translated shut up. The word was translated shut up or shut in in verse 7, closed up. In our verse in Genesis 2.21, David is is asking God, Will the men of Kilate deliver me up into his hand, or shut me up into his hand? Will Saul come down, as thy servant hath heard? O Jehovah God of Israel, I beseech thee, tell thy servant. And Jehovah said, He will come down. Then said David, Will the men of Kila deliver me and my men into the hand of Saul? And Jehovah said, They will deliver thee up. And again, the same word is used. To to be delivered up, in order to be delivered up, you have to become a prisoner. And when you're a prisoner, you're shut up. You're, you're closed up. You're confined. You can't escape. You can't get away. And that is the picture that is in view in First Samuel. And that means that this word closed up can be understood that way, which is important for the spiritual meaning. Let's just look at one more verse in the Old Testament where closed up 5462 in the Hebrew is used. And that's in Job chapter 16. In Job 16, verse 11, it says, God has delivered me to the ungodly and turned me over into the hands of the wicked. Now, Job is speaking here, and Job is a historical parable, wherein Job himself is a type of the Lord Jesus Christ under the wrath of God, and he says, that God has delivered me to the ungodly and and the the word delivered to is that same Hebrew word translated closed up in our verse 
And, and so we can see how being delivered up, delivered over to, relates to Christ, relates to the Lord Jesus because, uh, several times in the New Testament gospel account, we read that Jesus was delivered up. In Matthew 27, in verse 2, it says there, and when they had bound him, they led him away and delivered him to Pontius Pilate, the governor. In verse 18 of Matthew 27, for he knew that for envy they had delivered him. And verse 26, then released he uh, Barabbas unto them, and when he had scourged Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. So it, it says delivered, not delivered up, but it it's that very idea of uh, the men of Kyla, who, who would have turned David over. Well, um, Christ was turned over, delivered up to be crucified, and that's what the verse in Job also was pointing to, that that Job had been delivered over to the ungodly by God himself. And it is God in our verse that caused the deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and it is God who took one of his ribs, and it is God who closed up or delivered up the flesh instead thereof. Now, now we have one more word to look at in this verse, and that's the word flesh. And it's not surprising when we look up the word flesh, we find that it can refer to the Lord Jesus Christ. In John chapter 1 and verse 1, we know that the word was God. And verse 14 tells us, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus is referred to as being made flesh. In 1 Timothy chapter 3, it says in verse 16, And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh. Again, a reference to Christ, God Almighty, in the flesh. In John 6, it says in verse 51, I'll start there. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. Verse 53, then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except ye eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, ye have no life in you. Whoso eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood hath eternal life. And, and verse 55 and 56 also makes reference to Christ's flesh. Again and again, God uses the word flesh in relationship to the Lord Jesus in Romans chapter 8, here is the, the reason why. It says in verse 3, For what the law could not do, in that 
it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemns sin in the flesh. And, and that's why the emphasis, that's why again and again, uh, God manifests in the flesh, the word made flesh, uh, we must eat the flesh of the Lord Jesus Christ because he was made in the likeness of sinful flesh. Christ became sin for us and that's the figure that God is using here in Genesis in our verse. The flesh is referring to the Lord Jesus Christ and him being made in the likeness of flesh, sinful flesh for the flesh, for mankind. And, and so now we have, uh, looked up the key words here. God took one of his ribs. God closed up or delivered up the flesh instead thereof. And, and, and so we can see when we put it all together that the rib identifies with the elect spiritually and God shut up or delivered up the flesh who would be Jesus, God delivered up the flesh, Jesus, instead of, instead of the woman, instead of that rib who represents God's elect, Jesus, typified by the word flesh, was delivered up on their behalf. It was a substitutionary death that he would die for their sake. And, and so now we can see, uh, how well, uh, God crafted this verse where every word is fitting together with the other and each one leads us to the gospel picture, God's program of salvation and the glorious, uh, atoning work of the Lord Jesus Christ on behalf of his people, the people that he died for from the foundation of the world. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.